Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Magically Cruising, the cruise podcast where we share our personal cruise tips and reviews to help you make the most out of your next sailing. My name's Kiwa, and I'm an independent travel agent specializing in all things cruise, Disney, and North America. And I'm joined by my fellow co host. Do you want to say hello? Hi, I'm Sarah, and I write over at Cruising for All and Mini Travelers. Brilliant. Thank you, Sarah. And we're very excited and very honored as well to have a very special guest with us. Joining us from Celebrity Cruises, we have Leon. So, Leon, do you want to say hello and introduce yourself? Yes. Hello, Kira and Sarah, and to all of your amazing listeners around the world. I'm Leon, and I am the training manager for Celebrity Cruises for Europe, Middle East, and Africa. And I met Leon, I guess if you guys have listened to our episode about Celebrity Apex, it was Leon who actually hosted us on board the wonderful Apex for a couple of days. So, Everything I know about Apex is all down to Leon. So thank you very much for the opportunity to learn about um, celebrity as well. And we thought it'd be great to get you on board this episode as well, just to kind of expand beyond Apex. Obviously, it's very exciting for us in the UK that Apex is going to be sailing from the UK next year. So it'd be great to talk about that. But I think it's a great opportunity as well to have the expert about celebrity come on and just share with us a little bit more as well about the Edge series of ships as well. Um, I guess a good place to start as a very soft introduction to if somebody has never sailed with Celebrity first, what would you say is the main reason why somebody should consider a Celebrity cruise? Very simple. Two words, relaxed luxury, two concepts and ideas and vibes that go together so well and are very difficult to put together because the word luxury makes people think, oh, expensive, formal, traditional, niche, but also relaxed is, well, it is relaxed. So what we do, which I think makes us stand out, is we create this really, really relaxed, cool vibe where people can be themselves and be their authentic selves and do what they want, how they want, but not feel restricted with no compromise on the very, very best of everything. I mean, we talk about this all the time. I'm not just saying that this because you're sat here, Leon, but um, that was my favorite cruise I've ever been on. It was just fantastic. And we took our son. He was the only child on because it was a special, it was a Bravo cruise. So it was a special charter. Right. But we just had the best time. And the ship Hi. was phenomenal. The staff, the yeah. staff were incredible. I talk about the white ship syndrome uh, because my job 100% is inspiring, motivating, and educating travel agents all over the EMEA region. And I talk about the big white ship syndrome. And that's the problem that we have is that they're all big white ships, especially to people that have never cruised before. Yeah. And they all the same thing and they all say the best and i i try to simple think, simplify things i'm simple i like to keep things simple and it's what's unique and i say to relax luxury these are our award-winning resorts at sea yeah and you've got to pick out something that i say that no other cruise line or no other hotel on land can offer or do and i say it's that unique fusion of a very laid-back, chilled, relaxed atmosphere and approach with the very, very best of service, dining, uh, amenities on board, and the whole vibe of feeling in this lovely resort. It just happened to be at sea. So as I said, that was my one thing I took away the most when I was on board Apex as well, was just it is a feast for the eyes, as much as kind of you being enriched by kind of the original program on board, the amazing dining and all that type of stuff, just the the detail to decor and dressing on board. Um, just the interior design and things like that just absolutely blew me away of i never felt like i was walking through the same space it was constantly giving me something exciting to see you know even little details like i remember saying to um your colleague who was with us on the training of i love that as you're walking through the uh next voyage series i forgot what you call her on board the ship but the bit where you can book your next cruise on board um, as you look at the ceiling there's that beautiful kind of glittery ceiling and everything and i was just constantly looking up looking left right down the lighting details everything there's just so many beautiful interior design choices throughout the ship that it's just you feel like as you say this elevated beautiful resort rather than yeah. it's a cruise ship and you're pay, you know paying homage to that nautical feeling it feels a little bit yeah. more special than that so is that a constant conversation for you as in terms of keeping up in updating because the style is completely different, isn't it, for the new ship? Yeah, I, I, it is, Sarah. And I think uh, we, we talk about our five brand pillars, the five areas of excellence, the five areas that we win, where we lead, where we stand out. One of them, it's, again, unusual. Um, there's a saying we have at Celebrity, we zig when everyone else sags. And one of our areas of focus is detail and design. And so we keep not only abreast of, but also ahead of the curve when it comes to the latest design in terms of very, very modern contemporary luxury. That's why we use Kelly Hopp and CBE. And Tom uh, Wright, who designed the Bergel Arab in Dubai, he's responsible for exactly 
where both of you are right now, which is the rooftop garden and the yeah. magic harp. Yes. So yeah. I think, again, it's not an easy thing to get right. Really cutting edge innovative, innovative, sorry, with stylish and cool and contemporary. Yeah. And it's that, that fusion, which, you know, Kieran and Phil really, really got a sense of. And Sarah, you yeah. obviously are fan of the same place as me. Your daytime and night, but we're both at the rooftop garden. <laughs> and we have this, these real, these proof points which make us unique, which I call surprise and delight. And Kieran will be testament to this. You go, so when you go, yeah, it's unexpected, but it works and it's not pretentious. It's just really cool. It's even to simple things like Eden as a space, everything. You first walk in, and even as you approach, you're given that kind of the Eden sign with all the, the um, succulents and plants in there. That in itself is exciting. with the swings and all that type of stuff. But then even as you walk around the corner and it unveils itself, you see that gorgeous floor to ceiling glass. You've got all the kind of plants and foliage, the multiple tiers, the bar and everything. But then as we were spending more time in it, drinking as we do, uh, we were finding new little coves to kind of sit in. So when you walk around that walkway that leads around the back of it, leading up to the top as well, we sat there one afternoon just enjoying our sailing decor. And, and it was just incredible to have that vista mm. type of thing of being right close yeah. up to the water but then we went into the kind of, I say smoking area, but it was the outdoor area as well. It's actually we found that piece of artwork that's in the window overlooking it. It just keeps unveiling new layers to you as you kind of explore and go around. And I love nothing more than that when a ship is constantly surprising you. Just as you yes. think you kind of go, oh, I know what this space is like. Oh, I found something totally new that's totally surprised me. And I feel like I'm on another adventure again all of a sudden, even though I'm day two, three, four into my cruise. And I think with Edge Series, I mean, you're both obviously fans of Edge Series and, and talking about Edge Series, I would say... We've got to drill down again to what's different and what's specific. And I find that uh, our guests, clients, and our travel agents are like, they love fascinating facts. So, for example, I'm a bit of a geek. Can I share a really geeky fact on Eden? Mm -hmm. Is that yep. so, share away. Kieran, you're going to love this because Eden <laughs> is designed on a mathematical principle called the, Fib really? the Fibonacci theory. So, the architect is someone called Scott Butler, and he designed Eden based on a mathematical principle that's all about the perfection of circles, and it's called the Fibonacci. It's actually a 16th century theory, and it's about ever-decreasing circles, but perfect circles, and that's what Eden is designed on, and it's actually the first space at the back of a, a larger vessel, which is dedicated to seven, three levels of open areas that breathe and they changed so, because we've got the Eden Cafe, we've got the Eden Restaurant, we've got the Library of Plants, 7,000 square feet of glass. And normally that area, as you well know, is dedicated to one main restaurant. We were like, no, we're going to change this. We're going to throw the rule book out the window. And it's a living, breathing space that gives you this sense of being open, but also changes depending what time of day and night it is. And we say it's chillful in the morning, it's um, you know restful in the afternoon and playful, and then it goes, it's wonderful with these amazing pop-up experiences. Yeah, and I think people like to know that, don't they? They like cross-native. Yeah. <laughs> you know, especially people that love cruise, they like the geeky stuff. Definitely. Our website is full of facts, and people yeah. love it. There's stuff, the stuff that people search shocked us at first. Yeah. Because they want to know how many people are on a ship. They want to know what size the ship is. And it, it's fascinating, actually, what people do want to know. And another thing about Edge Series is, look, you've got me started now. I'm so sorry, but you've ready. <laughs> no, no, this, is, this, is, this is what we want. <laughs> you, created, you created a monster here. Um, another thing about Edge Series is uh, they were the first, first ever vessels that were designed 100% in 3D. So right. we've got this incredible, incredible place an architecture center in our head office in Miami. And Edge series were designed in 3D, not on paper, but in 3D. And they came to life in 3D. And the whole concept of Edge series is outward-facing design. So wherever you are on an Edge series, uh, I don't call them ships, I call them resorts, an Edge series resort, you're either outside, which is where you both are now, or you feel like you're outside, and there's more outdoor seating and outside space on these resorts than anything anywhere else in our fleet. Because where do you want to be when you're on holiday? Absolutely, yeah. You want to be outside. You want to be connected to the sea. You want to be connected to the ocean. Get those views and check out those places that you're sailing yeah. into now. And that's the beauty of, of Edge Series, this, this connection with the outside and these views. Right. So can I ask you about the dining? 
Yeah, sure, sure, go ahead. Just because the first time I ever experienced specialty dining that blew my mind was again on Celebrity. So, and it was the, the Rubik's Cube. So that's quite a while ago. Do you remember? Ah, cuisine. Cuisine. Yes, but it was, it was incredible. Um, we've always done specialty dining since then, but that was the first time where we did a few restaurants. We did the top deck, we did cook the steak, and it just blew my mind. So, and you're always moving that to another level because we spend a lot of time researching dining. So can you tell us anything about that? Yeah, sure. So cuisine, I was a massive, massive fan of cuisine. Uh, because again, it was very much, it was playful, it was quirky, it was different. We launched it with the Solstice series. So Celebrity Silhouette, Celebrity Eclipse, and their three sisters. And it, again, it was weird and wonderful. It was kind of like an Alice in Wonderland type take on dining. We took, we've taken it to another level with Le Petit Chef. I mean, again, what we do is we, we go this way when everyone else goes that, that way. We're innovative. So we've combined the most incredible technology and entertainment with dining. Three different concepts that all fuse together with Le Petit Chef. And it's this 4K table animation dining experience. And it, well, I say you've got to experience it really yeah. to really, really get it. On YouTube, you can see Le Petit Chef. And it's a chef that pops up on your table and brings the dishes to life. I mean, what I can only describe as I say this, Kieran, you're going to love it. It's where Disney meets celebrity. No, right. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like this, wow, this is really happening. So the British Chef and Friends, for example, is a competition between a French, a Spanish, an Italian, and a Japanese chef. And each of those four chefs. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, the colors cool. and the sound. And the pure kind of delight of watching this. And then once it's finished, out comes the dish. Perfectly created as it was brought to life through animation. So again, that's another proof point to me with celebrity leads in, in that we're, we're light years ahead when it comes to these surprise and delight moments and dining on boards. And I just love it, as you can tell. I think that's one thing that may surprise some people, though, as well about Celebrity, is just how many of those exciting, magical moments there are on board as well. I think people see the cruise, they may look at it and kind of see this resort at sea, and kind of obviously that is comes with all the trappings that people expect. But there's loads of really small magic moments as well that really connect with you personally in ways that you wouldn't expect. And I think that's what surprised me as well. If I was expecting to be this quite formal, traditional resort and being quite, you know... Um, that traditional cruise experience, but I was actually quite taken aback, as you say, by the relaxed level, relaxed level of it as well, and the wellness program on board, the enrichment program. I was expecting it to be very kind of clinical and very classroom-like, but it's not. It's done in a very playful, very approachable way as well. Even the entertainment on board, it was certainly elevated, but again, it was equally, I could enjoy it as well without feeling like I had to be a master arts degree of kind of fine opera and things like that as well. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's the one thing that I took away from it. Of it's very elevated, but it's also very approachable as well. And I think that's a, a blessing, in my opinion, of making it approachable to everyone as well. You don't have mm -hmm. to be, you know, high society, high culture to really enjoy every element of what the, you know, celebrity has to offer. And Kieran, that's something that's very difficult to get right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the big heads. You know, we don't want to be because luxury can be, you know, can be perceived as an elite thing, and it's yes. only a certain type of client or certain type of person. Absolutely not, because people who have got high disposable income who paid more for the finer things in life, they want all of that, but they don't yeah. want to feel that they have to be behave or dress in a certain way. Yes. So yeah, we have yeah, yeah. worked so hard on getting this right, and I think that's what makes us unique and special. So could we talk about families? Because we have a family Facebook group, and celebrity actually, above quite a lot of other cruise lines, there's, there's, a, there's a core of family favourite because it's, it's all people with young children, they're all sharing tips, but we definitely have in our group a real core celebrity fan base that are looking, they, they don't want all the bells and whistles, they want us in slides. They want family time, quality family time, quality dining. Um, so could you tell us a bit about that? Because you've definitely got a real big following in our group that, you know, people, there's one lady and she, she's amazing, but everyone that says what, what cruise line, she's in there, celebrity, celebrity. <laughs> and, um, and she's, she's brilliant. And she, she's, every, you know, they do two cruises a year with you, but it's building up. So 
Can yeah. you tell us a bit about your family and your multi-gen clientele? Yeah, absolutely, Sarah. And I'm, I'm going to use a bit of a pun here. The edge that we have with that is, well, first of all, a lot of people that sort of see celebrities for the first time go, oh, you know, it's not our families, is it? And I say, well, actually it is. And I love that phrase, multi-gen, because that means you can take yeah. the whole family, whatever generation so, or with us, it's a focus on enrichment with the with the youth programming. So it's not just about, okay, let's put them in the kids' club and man. let's keep them entertained. It's about this is as much about their holiday and their enrichment time as it is about mum and dad and grandpa and granddad. So, for example, from 3 to 11, 3 to 10, sorry, we have something called Camp at Sea. And this is an amazing program that's so well thought out that not only is about fun, but it's about development. So art, cooking, science, technology, engineering, maths, geography. We're also a big, big pioneer and believer of diversity and inclusion and equality. So the younger kids can learn about the world around them and they can go to a, a session where they not only learn about the world and the countries that are in the world, they could even invent their own world, their own country, their own flag and their own story. They can build robots. They can learn how to cook pizza. Uh, they can have art attacks. And the older ones have something called um, the X Club, where they're like, you know, a bit too cool for school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they can hang out with teenagers of their own age from right up to 17 years old. And they have their own cool space to do Xbox tournaments, to play Guitar Hero, to have mocktails day and night. So the emphasis is very much about enrichment and, dare I say it, a bit of education, but nothing serious at all. Uh, it's all about fun. And that's what I love about celebrity because we attract families, but again, in a cool, authentic way. I was that nerdy kid, though, that I would have loved things like that, and I was. Any kind of extra camps, extra curricular activities. I used to run the computer club at school. Like, I loved that type of entertainment type of thing. As much as I love water parks and slides and things like that, I equally loved, you know, robotics, science, technology, and things like that. And it's really great to see that you can still do that. And I, I said it in our Apex episode as well. It feels like that the program on board is very enriching. It's all about enriching into the destinations you're traveling into. It's to make sure that you come away and you feel like you've learned something new about either yourself or about your well-being, yeah. about your wellness. <laughs> And I think that's something that's, you know, really transparent to kind of get when you sail with celebrity of you could not just getting a wonderful cruise to amazing destinations, you're coming off enriched as a person as well. And you know, something else, which I think is a really, really, really important, especially in today's world. And um, we're the first ever cruise line to be rated by autism at sea. Yes, I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. A broader spectrum of, of younger cruises uh, where, you know, they might have some, some of the children might have might have needs or they might have developmental um issues or whatever so yeah. we've got this incredible army of, of youth workers that all have to have uh five years of experience working with children or older children yeah. and a science or sports or education degree they've got to be multilingual and they're also autism trained so for we have a special area where if we have a younger children that might be, dare I say, on the spectrum. We've even got a set of, of toys and games that are designed to be ideal for children that may have autism or Asperger's. And they're not too loud and they're sensory. And I, I think that we think of everything. We really do. That is incredible because my goddaughter's autistic. She's older now, but I know from being in overwhelming environments, yeah. if you've got the right people that are trained, then her experience will be so much better. That's incredible. It did actually come up. I had a customer who was looking to do a cruise, and that was one of the big considerations for their son um, because he's on the spectrum. Cool. So they were just kind of going. And you do get quite involved and in depth with the customers as well because they do worry about things like, you know, the ship's horn, of how busy it is, who's going to communicate with them, their touch points going on and off. Obviously, everyone on the spectrum has different requirements, but yeah. it is really handy to have that one tool that you can share with a customer and say, well, look, these are all the considerations that can be made, the things to be aware of, and then they can gauge then whether or not they want mm -hmm. to, you know, do that that holiday at the end of the day. It's just great to have that consideration because 
it, it, for those people that it matters to, it matters to massively. Yeah, it's a buying decision. And, and Kieran, you know, we talk, if, if there are many companies that, you know, they're accused that they're, they're, they're guilty of greenwashing or pinkwashing or yeah. greywashing or whatever it is you want to call it. And we walk the talk because we champion diversity and inclusion and quality. And yeah. we absolutely walk the talk in, in each of those areas. And I think that's important to, to customers. So is this quite a new thing then, the autism training? Is it, or no. is it something you've always done? I've been doing it for years. I mean, I'll share a fact with you. Our next cruise from Southampton on Silhouette has got 500 children on. Wow. Really? 500. So we will fly in experienced youth program staff to make sure that all of the youth programming kids, clubs, older teens, they're all ready. And we've got like, we've got up to 500 different activities across the fleet for our family program. So we're absolutely ready for these, for these families. And we just can't wait. Can't wait. It's good to hear because some people, like Sarah said, have that perception that celebrities for couples and adults. So it was just great to hear as well that, you know, that is the level of um, service, I guess, or support that the kids will have as well. I know we're obviously in our UK summer holiday, so that's why there's a higher number of kids than than usual. But it's just good to know that, you know, you adapt to it and the program kicks in that as well of like, yeah, we have activities and a schedule fully around then for the kids when they do come on board. So families can yeah. book knowing this, that everyone's going to be fully entertained. You know, the adults can have the adult time and have that you know, relaxation and winding or partying if they want to, but equally the kids equally have that same level of support as well to relax and unwind as they want to, or equally be as high energy as they want to as well on board. They can totally do that. Absolutely. There's something for everyone. I do believe as a mum, my, my boys are older now, but it's the only holiday that we've ever gone on. We've been cruising since they've been tiny. That really? Everybody can get something out of it, as yeah. in we could get that. I mean, we, we were never one for putting our kids in kids' clubs, but actually it ends up that we negotiate to get them out because they just want to do all the stuff. But we're saying, we'll pay you to stay with us tonight. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, but we got that hour in the casino and we, we got to have a romantic meal by ourselves and you don't get that anywhere else because I trusted the youth staff were qualified. Yeah. And yeah. you don't always get that. So I think that's wonderful. So, sorry, because I've... Com- completely hijacked that and made it about families but that's fine leon please can you tell us or just share with us a bit about where you can go on an edge class ship how long have you got <laughs> you've got some incredible itineraries anyway in general but next year especially i'm yeah. i'm so excited by literally everywhere you're going with an edge ship next year big 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 news well the big big news I'll, st- I'll start with the headlines i'll try and keep it short which is always a challenge for me but there you go um edge so this beautiful, beautiful, the flagship resort for the Edge series, which I'm on now, um, brand new, is she will be going down under. So uh, Celebrity Edge is based in Sydney and in Auckland next year. Sorry, this winter, our winter, doing amazing uh, itinerary. She's actually doing a 52-night repositioning from Rome what? to Sydney. Wow. Can, you imagine on, can you imagine being on yeah. that? Well, in the Middle East. The Spice Route, Colombo, and then uh, the South Southeast Asia, and then down to Sydney. Fifty-two nights, amazing. I would maybe when I sold a few more cruises, I can book that. That'll be my um, celebration. <laughs> <laughs> to a long repositioning cruise, you won't hear from me for fifty days. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You'd have to winch me off that sh- ship with an industrial <laughs> site. But the sights. So, and then for next summer again, we're so excited. That Celebrity Edge will be the first Edge series resort to be in Alaska. And so I've just come back from Alaska, as you know. What do you want to see in Alaska? You want to see everything. What do you want in Alaska? An outward facing designed resort. Celebrity Honestly, Edge is it, it sounds like the perfect ship for Alaska to be in those um, Edge verandas, to have those floor to ceiling windows, to be able to sit in your kind of stateroom and see alaska unfold around you i can't think of anything better than having a yeah. suite like that or a room like that on board but then as you say then to have those amazing deck top spaces as well magic carpet as well to get that connection to the scenery around you honestly i can't think of a better ship for sailing alaska i really can't yeah it's an absolute no-brainer so that's celebrity edge and then celebrity beyond is going caribbean all year round which again is Ooh. massive and we've just uh, announced that we will be doing visits to Perfect Day at Coco Cay, the private, private island owned by the Royal Caribbean Group with 
absolutely everything on it from water slides to gorgeous luxury private villas with pools i mean that's the great pool for families that's yeah, great yeah. isn't it it is isn't it um so yeah celebrity beyond and then celebrity apex of course oh my god coming to southampton next year offer old edge series resort out of southampton and we are going to the arctic circle which we haven't done for many many years from southampton as well as all over northern and southern europe and then the newest latest addition to the edge series celebrity ascent she's coming across after an inaugural season in the caribbean because she's coming launching in november december she will be coming across and doing her first ever summer season in europe between uh, barcelona and rome so we'll have two gorgeous edge series in Europe for next year. That's incredible. And like, you know, my bucket list trip to hopefully get on next year, or if not the year after, if Apex comes back again, is Norwegian Fjords on Apex. I think, I again, just that incredible scenery on a ship like that would be unbelievable. So it's on my bucket list for the next two years, fingers crossed, because I can't think of a better ship to explore that region again. But as you say, it's that connection to the ocean you get. It's, you know, Eden sitting in Eden, sipping cocktails, watching the scenery change from your veranda as well. There's so many beautiful spaces that I'm already thinking. Like, it would just be bliss to be on a ship like that. And Kieran, for the years I've been working with this company and I've never done the Norwegian fields. fields so really? I'll see, I'll see you on board. I'll be in Barcelona in the south. Sarah doesn't do the call. <laughs> I keep trying to convince Sarah to do cold weather cruising, and she's like, no, not for me. I'm a warm weather cruiser. No, I've done Norwegian Fjords, and I liked it, but I'd I'd rather the maid. I'd rather Italy. Italy's my love in life. I get it. I get it. That is testament, though, as well, though, to the fact of having these you know, these four ships sailing. You can pretty much sail a vast majority of the world on an H-series ship now. That's the exciting thing about it. And it offers, and the ships can adapt to the environment they're in as well. So they're equally as fantastic in the warm weather in the Caribbean and the Med as they are sailing cold weather to climates as well, because you do have that indoor pool area as well, uh, which I can't remember the name of, but you've got the solarium-like the area. The adults on the solarium, yeah. yeah. You've got that as well. So if you are somebody who wants to kind of sit by the poolside in the colder climates, you've got that as well. But equally, yeah. there's an abundance of space inside like Eden to enjoy as well if you want to be in the cold weather, but still have that amazing connection to the ocean. There's something for everyone, equally in the Caribbean, those martini hot tubs as well, to be sat in them in the Caribbean in the warm weather. Honestly, it's, it, as you say, it's got something for everyone, regardless of what type of sailor you are. There's a space on board that shit for you. And it's funny, Sarah, you talk about Italy because one of my most outstanding ever moments and memories on an Edge Series ship was last year, myself and my partner on the magic carpet on Celebrity Edge sailing through the Straits of Messina between its oh, Sicily wow. and the and the Italian mainland with a glass of wine. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We'll never forget that. And another thing is, it wasn't crowded and it wasn't ever crowded. And we were sat wow. just behind where Kieran is now, literally, Damn. between that narrow, narrow uh, passageway of water between Sicily and southern yeah. Italy. And it was just magical. Magical, yeah. I love Italy too, Sarah. I think my boys, I need to book another cruise and take them on Celebrity because cause they're now at that age where they're not, they don't want the stuff. They want, they're, they're cool. They're, they're, they expect they certain that more, standards. Yeah. yeah. And they, they want the, the classy atmosphere and interior design. And so I think now they're the perfect age as they're 18 and 22 for this. The pinch me moments. The pinch me moments. Yeah. And there are many, mm. so many to be had. Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about this before, haven't we, Kieran? That, since lockdown, I think parents have changed the way they travel. And where you got to a certain age and your kids all went on holiday with their mates, we, we're hanging on to that and we're, we're still taking them with us and we're still traveling mm -hmm. as families. So, so I think that's a big change in the travel market that, that I definitely see. So it's actually the point you just said that about the freedom of space on board. Are you okay to kind of share a little bit more about just kind of the crew to guest ratio, I guess, not just purely that because that's a really dry figure, but just kind of um, the, the amount of space per guest. Because I, I know obviously the Edge Series ships, are, for the size of the ship they are, they actually have quite a low guest capacity to allow all the guests to have a, an abundance of space as well. So I think is there more you can share on the thought process behind that and how that works? Yeah, I think it's really important to talk about that because, again, another misconception is that these places are crowded. You know, mm -hmm. I've, heard, I've heard it all. Bingo boats, bottlings yeah. at sea, all of that. And I get, I get it. I also absolutely get it, right? 
Um, but this is important to educate people in that the way that the sh the, the vessels are designed, especially ours, is it's down, honest to God, it's down to the last inch. It's it, it's to always make sure that nowhere ever feels crowded and there's no bottlenecking situation because, you know, a full capacity, we can have 3,000 guests on board the Edge series and the Solstice series, but you will never, ever, ever feel crowded. And guest-to-crew guest to, to crew ratio with us is almost almost two to one. Um, wow. With 70 nationalities um, across the board with our with our crew. Don't get me started on the crew because I love the crew and I could talk Tell about the yes. crew hours. And service is important. Well, honestly, I'm glad you brought this up because, again, especially with the Edge series, look where we all are now. We're outside. And you were with me um, on Apex in May. And we weren't sailing at full capacity, which was fabulous. But even at full capacity, it doesn't feel crowded purely yep. down to the design and the science of the architecture of the ships. And that is key. It's really key for the experience and the satisfaction of the guest on board. Well, I thought that because we were at around about half capacity, I believe, at that time. And <clears throat> none of the spaces felt like even if you doubled the number of people in those spaces, I didn't feel right. like even if there were double the number of people, this would feel uncomfortable. I still felt no. like I would have had an abundance of space, even with double the number of people who were already in that space type of thing. So I, I definitely got that impression of, yeah, there's so much space per guest on board this ship that, and the choice of venues as well, though, and we've talked about in the longer episode about Apex, but you know, the four different main dining rooms, you've got multiple choice of where you want to dine each night. That's before mm. you factor in speciality as well. Multiple you know, lounge venues to go and have a drink on board as well. There's so much choice for you that you don't yes. have to go to the same space every night either. You can have this, you know, multi experience every single evening on board if you wanted. Well, I remember you having your own little corner in the Cosmopolitan restaurant every night. And I love yeah. that. I love <laughs> say the gays getting in the corner together type of thing. Well, you're able to. You were able yeah. to. You can see that, that you were delighted doing that. And and again, another thing, and I said, you've got to think about what's different and unique. Four different main dining restaurants on the Edge Series 4, all with their own style, all with their own decor, and all the part of the menu that's specific to the theme of that restaurant, which is utterly unique in the industry. And you could also feel like you're in a specialty restaurant, and it's main dining. So Tuscan, you know, Tuscan is this chic, cool, restaurant that's themed around fashion and film in italy in the 50s sarah if you're an italophile wow. like me you've got to dine in tuscan right and then cyprus which is all about our connection with greece because celebrity was originally a greek company and the x is the first letter in the greek name of the family that owned celebrity and sold it to them i never knew that yes and so Cyprus evokes sort of the Greek maritime theme and the gorgeous, gorgeous calamari and saganaki. You've got Normandy, which is really classic French, and then Cosmopolitan, which is sort of chic New York style. And when our guests come on board, they're like, I can eat in any of these four at any time? Yeah, you can. And that in itself is a real kind of surprise and delight aspect of celebrity. Yeah, I love well. that. We lead when it comes to culinary and cuisine. It definitely didn't feel like main dining room, and it gets so many negative connotations because main dining room can equally be fantastic. But I think it was, I, I keep using the word elevated, that's the easiest word to use for it, but it didn't feel like I was in a main dining room on any other cruise ship because, as you say, it felt like I was in a restaurant and I was going somewhere and having this lovely yeah. experience. As you say, those little pockets where we could sit and we had a table by ourselves and yeah. you know, the friends we made on that sailing, we had yeah. a little table to ourselves. We were still part of the wider group. We could see everyone yeah. and we could hear everyone's conversations, but we had our little pocket as well. And it allowed us to have that rather than just you sat in this big restaurant surrounded by loads of yeah. people type of thing. Yeah, there was a sense of privacy, wasn't it, for you? I, I could I could see that, and, and that's what I loved about uh, everyone. It was free to go and sit with who they wanted to. We were part of the group, but you felt like you were in this really chic, chic, luxury restaurant with a really relaxed, casual atmosphere, and there was that sense of privacy. I, I think we say, I say, you know, people that want to sell with celebrity will pay more for the finer things in life, and there are plenty of people that got that and want that, but in, yeah. again, casual relaxed environment where they can be themselves so one thing we haven't touched on is of very loosely but is entertainment so what what's going on at night on the ship again sarah <laughs> how long have you got again 
I'll go back to this very incredible and, and very unique fusion of technology with, with everything else. So with entertainment, I don't think entertainment, the word entertainment does it justice. We have an incredible team where we who, who put on, for example, custom what we call custom production shows. So on the Edge series, you are you're, you're, it's an assault on the senses with this incredible uh, circular well, um, theatre with a wraparound screen with millions of LED lights that actually bring the theme of the show to life and just make you just dazzle you and actually pull you into the show. And the stages are circular, so wherever you are sat, you get a perfect view. The evening entertainment is just amazing. It's mind-blowing. But we also have what I call kind of pop-up surprise and delight moments like in the club. Do you remember the club, Kieran, which is that? Annual Briefly. <laughs> Got a brief memory of it. <laughs> That's not like that. Um, the team will come in and put on like this late night all singing, all dancing cabaret show with its own theme. You know, whether it's we have something like the speakeasy, the jazz speakeasies of the 20s during that prohibition. Whoa. There's a show I'd all around that. that. There's a cabaret-style show. There's a circus-style show. We even do something that's themed around Alice in Wonderland in Eden at 10 o'clock at night. And, you've got, of course, you've got everyone's favorite, the silent disco. You can't get enough of the silent Everyone loves silent disco. And Everyone no transforms on a silent disco, don't they? It's one of those weird things. They go mad. And you know what, though? Do you know what I find really heartwarming about the silent disco? And I always use this when I train travel agencies. Music brings people together. Yeah. And music is a language that everybody understands. And what I love is, right, it just warms my heart is when you are in the middle of a silent disco, right? And you've got 100, 200 people, every age, every background, every nationality. They would never be able to have a conversation with each other because they speak different languages. We're all going, (laughs) we've got people from asia we've got people from um all over south america we've got people from continental europe we've got brits we've got americans yeah. all dancing together and having an right. amazing being connected and you know what only a silent disco can do that and i yeah. I love taking my headphones off and just watching people and laughing. I know. <laughs> I had one ear on and one ear off so I could listen to everybody else. <laughs> and we were the first, first company ever to introduce a silent disco at sea. I think that was my very first silent disco. I was really surprised how jumping it was, I'll be honest. I was a bit like, the silent discos I've been on a, a, in other places. And they've always been either really popular or completely flat. And I was so surprised. Everyone was up for it and everyone was going for it. And I was like, how long is this going to last? It went on for hours as well, didn't it? I think I left because it was still going when I left to go back. And I was like, this is happening. People are loving this. And you know what? You know what I've done as well? Because I cover the whole of the UK and Ireland and Europe now, and I'm on the road a lot. I've actually bought my own mobile silent disco as a suitcase. (laughs) (laughs) In case, with 50 headsets in and I've got, Two phones. I plug really? in. And I, I run silent discos when I'm training, and the and the travel agents go. That gives them. Not only is it fun, but also it gives them a sense of what it's like on board and what we do to really yeah. delight mm. our guests. Like yeah. you do this in a luxury in a luxury cruise line. I'm like absolutely at least twice a cruise, at least twice a cruise. And don't you find that oh, people are talking about? Does anybody know when it, when it's on? When is the yeah. silent disco on? Silent disco, so people silent actually disco. talk about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, silent disco. Pass it on. Silent disco. Ten o'clock. Pass it on. And suddenly <laughs> you've got this. It was the talk of the ship. It was the talk. Everyone was yeah. talking about it all day. Like, yeah. it's tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got this wave. This wave <laughs> of the like, Oh my god! It's going to be a silent disco at half past ten. And you know, it's not as if it's a secret. It's on the planner. It's on Enough. the application. And again, you know what? I think a lot of things about celebrities, we don't take ourselves too seriously. And uh, luxury can be making a mistake and going, oh, it's luxury. We want to have fun because when you're on holiday, you want to laugh and let your hair down and go for yeah. it. And again, 
Yeah. Something that makes me proud to work for Celebrity because we don't take ourselves that seriously. That was my biggest takeaway from being on board and experiencing it because I had that perception going on beforehand that it was. It was very much this kind of formal, traditional cruise type experience. But I was really, I really enjoyed and thrived on the fact that it is very casual. I'm a very casual person myself. I love casual luxury. So for me, it bedded in straight away. I was like, great, get it. This is my people. This is my vibe. And that surprised me, the fact that it's a lot of fun. The cruise director was probably one of my favorite cruise directors I've ever had the pleasure of kind of um, chatting to briefly. Just, again, that really down-to-earth, a very professional, very quick humor, and a little bit tongue-in-cheek as well, which I quite like that playfulness with it type of thing. I was like, no, definitely, I feel like this is a vibe whereby, yes, I'm getting the finer things in life. I'm staying in this beautiful room and beautiful ship, but it's also very much relaxed as well in the true sense, not just a case of the dress code is relaxed. The atmosphere is relaxed and the entertainment is relaxed as well. And it's very, very, I don't know, just felt like home straight away as soon as I came on board. I trained you while here. <laughs> we can't forget the martini bar, can we? Oh, that... God, yeah. Do you know what? That has actually got the highest footfall on anywhere the... on the ship, all of our ships. Really? Um, yes. And the Grand Plaza is this Italian style piazza. Again, Sarah, you'll love this because you're, you love Italy. We're all, I mean, you remember this, Kira, but where all of the specialty restaurants look down into yeah, this right. martini bar. But the martini bar is um, a place, what I call it's kind of, I call it the epicenter. It's a buzzing yeah. part of the ship. And at night, the chandelier comes to life and does a, a sound yeah. and light show. And actually, that's a show in itself. I made everyone drop what they were doing. I was like, the chandelier show's on quick. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, eight o'clock. <laughs> eight o'clock. Every night on an Edge series, um, go to the show because the Martini, we call them flare bartenders. Yes. And they literally spend weeks and weeks training to do these eye popping, jaw dropping, acrobatic performances with glasses. And the whole ship will gravitate towards the Martini bar and you'll hear singing and clapping and chanting. And again, it's fun, it's high energy, but it's done yeah. in a classy way. There's a fantastic clip and We've talked about Captain Kate so many times on this podcast, but there's a fantastic clip of Captain Kate on that bar counter serving those martinis in her Louboutins. (laughs) I was just like, iconic. It's such an iconic clip type of thing. But again, that does happen. That's not as if it was staged and it's one of those, like, it's a bit of promo. That is what it's like on board. That's how great the atmosphere is. It's very unexpected. It takes people by surprise. It really does. And I love that. I love that. And what's it like having the most famous captain in the world as part of your... Because she is just amazing, isn't she? She's just... I I, I, I can't... I just can't actually speak when I try and think <laughs> of captain. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think this, this incredible, incredible person who has broken the glass ceiling, glass ceiling and has yeah. commands such respect, not only in the cruise no, industry, it- but outside with God knows how many no. million followers on Instagram who again has paved the way for women, but also in in her own right is this incredible figure who's down to yes. earth, who's warm, who's a pioneer, and is like a catwalk yeah. model. Yes. She said to me, she said to me last year in a conference, she said, Leon, do you know being a captain of a ship is like being the CEO of a large organization? She said, I am the chief executive, but I'm also the mama. So, yeah, it's like, yeah. oh my God, I love you so much because she, <laughs> I said, how can you be these two people? And she went, that's what I do. And that's why, that's why we are who we are and who we are. And that's why I work for Celebrity. And the warmth, but the professionalism and the fun, but the status and the kudos that she's got, it just makes me so, so proud. And she was the first ever female captain of a large American cruise ship. Again, with pioneers, you know, she's amazing. She's amazing. But when you did that, did you think she would be the most, because she's now the most famous captain, isn't she? Yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think so, Sarah. I just, I, I don't think so. I think the whole, with Captain Kate, it was about what we do is we promote equality and especially on the bridge across the, in, the maritime industry. And I'm talking cargo vessels, commercial shipping, as well as, 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 as cruise lines. Only two to three percent of uh, bridge staff are women, right? So they're the nautical, mechanical, engineering, maritime. Thirty-three percent of our bridge team are women. 
So what we set out to do was to say, right, because we had a, you know, a, fee, uh, a, a, a our president CEO, Lisa Lutopelo, female, obviously. And she was like, they're going to change this. We are going to change this. And she did. And we were the first ever cruise line to set up a cadet academy in Ghana for female bridge officers. That's incredible. It just makes me so proud because, again, we walk well, the tour. It's just more than just a, a business. I think that's the one thing I took away from it as well. And speaking to the crew on board as well, you can tell for them it's more than just a job as well. They are just as passionate as you are. So even, you know, stateroom hosts, waiters, everyone we spoke to on board the ship, I would say 100% was not just doing a job. They were ambassadors for the celebrity brand. They they loved what they did. They loved what they represented. They were warm. Yeah. They were comforting. They were sharing stories with us left, right, and center about their personal lives, about what they get up to on the ship. And I love that because it makes them human. It makes them people rather yes. than servants, if that makes sense. I say that not in a snobby way. It, it's transitioning beyond that whole, yeah. we're here to serve you and look after you type of thing. It feels more like, I say, that homely you're being invited in to experience something special because they're allowed yeah. to showcase that. And people love people love stories. And and I, I, can I tell you another story, please? That's about the people behind the scenes, and it's 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 a beautiful beautiful story, and it ties in with what you just said here, and and also Sarah, your question about the captains. Um, Celebrity Ascent is going to have for the first time ever, I think, in the industry, two captains and their brothers. And it's Captain Captain Tassos and Captain Dimitri, and there's 11 years between them. And Captain Dimitri is at sort of in his early 50s, and his brother is 11 years younger, and they're both captains. They're both obviously Greek, blah blah blah. So I I would actually look at the video about uh, on YouTube, the captains of a because it's very emotional, and they talk about how they grew up together and how the younger one was inspired by the older one. And then the older one said, when my younger brother became a captain, it's the proudest moment of my life. And I gave him a little keepsake and they both get tears in their eyes. And it's like, woo. Anyway, Captain Dimitri was on Repetit Beyond last year. And I was running a big seminar group like the one that Kira was in. And I do a Q&A with the captain. And I said to Captain Dimitri, what? What can you leave our travel agents with in terms of inspiration? What What's special for you? And he said, you know what, Leon? He said, a cruise ship is just a cruise ship. It's a house, but the crew make it a home. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to make me cry, this guy. <laughs> and she said, this is their home. This is my home. And this is the guest home. And it's more than just a holiday. It's more than just a hotel. It's a place where you absolutely feel at home and the crew make it at home. And I was so inspired by what you said. Yeah. And I think that goes in with what you just said, Kieran. Those people, they want to be there. They work so hard. Yeah. They leave their families up for up to six months a year, but they want to be there and they keep coming back and you can feel that. Well, that's incredible. And I think it shows as well, just on board as well with your enrichment program on board, but equally as well then with the, the programs you do on land as well then. So as you say, your diversity inclusion program as well, um, oh, yeah. just the outreach programs you do, as you say, in the cadet program you do, I think it just goes to show that it's not just about the onboard product. It's also about the land support as well. That makes up the background of the business as well. I think that's great yeah. to know that when you're, you're choosing your cruise products, for someone like me, at least anyway, things like that matter to me. That's a buying decision for me of, yeah. if I'm going to pay to go on board a cruise, I want to make sure that my money is going and supporting a community and not just a business. And no one else did Pride at Sea before we did. We do Pride at Sea. And throughout the, 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 the Pride one, there is a Pride party on every ship and the captain and the bridge team, everyone gets involved and they all celebrate Pride. And, you know, we yeah. support LGBTQ plus communities around the world. We're always at Miami Pride. And, and that's another thing. That's another thing that makes me proud. Yeah, no, definitely. There's loads of programs. Like the more research I do into celebrity, the more I'm finding more and more programs. Like, nobody wants a brand to kind of shove it in your face when you go on. I'm like, look, all the good we do. We're good people on it. Nobody wants that. So I think it's great that it is quite subtly told and it's casually told. But for those people that those things matter to, that information is totally out there. Like the representation campaign you did recently, um, I think it was last summer, wasn't it? With um, people who were like, you know, people with disabilities, with queer people. I think that was a fantastic photo campaign as well. And those photos, those imagery is oh, beautiful boy. as well. So you made to have a brand, put that at the forefront as well. And just such a great campaign as well. And again, it's not done in a very heavily sales way. It's all very kind of natural. It's just showcasing different elements of the celebrity brands. And again, I just love the way that those things are done. As you say, it's a very fine line between being salesy, tacky, and, yeah. and meaningful. It's like a yeah. weird 
dichotomy between them. But I some, and you guys seem to constantly tread that line very, very well. Absolutely, yeah. And you know that that that's called the All Inclusive Photo Project. And when we launched that, we said to the world, anyone can use these photos. Anyone can use these photos. Just let us know. And we said, you know, why is it that all advertising, especially in travel, is two point four white families? Why is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not a correct representation of the people that are traveling now and the people that want to travel and the people that want to cruise. Yes. So we're going to get rid of that, that sort of perception and we're going to pick and diverse groups from every walk of life, from every gender, from every orientation, you name it. And that, that's another thing that makes me really proud, really proud. And it goes a long way, definitely. Like, we don't have a massive queer client base, but we definitely do. Obviously, being a same-sex couple ourselves, we do attract those customers. And it does make a difference. And they resonate and they notice those things as well. If they feel like, oh, great, I can see myself on that ship now. I can see myself on that brand because they get me. And it is as simple as just feeling like they're seen. It is such a small thing, but it makes a world of difference to people. And we chatted about this in our Pride episode, didn't we, Sarah, about, you know, a female bridge crew as well. Well, if, I don't know if you want to say it in your own words rather than me speak for you, but just how did it make you feel having an all-female bridge crew on a cruise line? Well, I just think it's when you're taking your children on a cruise or even just bringing your children up and boys and girls looking at Captain Kate, you you can be like that. And, yeah. and I think that's just such an important message. You can do what she's done. Yeah. And that's you know, to boys and girls. And I think pe- people like to see themselves represented and everybody should feel represented. And as a, as a family... I'm much happier in a diverse community than if it's not diverse. I don't know. It just doesn't feel, you know, like that. I want I want everybody to be represented. And I want, you know, my kids have grown up as uh, kids have grown up in a different world, haven't they? And I'm glad they have. Leon, thank you ever so much for coming on. Honestly, it's always amazing when we get to hear directly from the people who work for the brands and see their passion come through as well. So thank you so much for coming on. Um, if you guys are interested in ever booking a celebrity cruise, then obviously you can find me anywhere online under magical-traveler.com or all my social media is magical, T-R-V-L-R. And then Sarah, I know you have a ton of content on your website as well about celebrity cruises. Where can the guys find that? Yes, yeah, so you can find that over on Cruising for All and Cruising with Kids. Brilliant. Other than that, guys, we hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'll see you on the next one. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.